Hey, what's going on, influencers? Welcome back to the Stan Rada podcast, where we are equipping and developing Christian influencers. I'm your host, Stan Rada. So glad you're back with me here on the show. Hey, this episode is all about resolutions. Uh, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions, but we all know that it's very difficult at times to actually stick with those New Year's resolutions. We have these grand visions, these big ideas, and we want to go out and we're going to do lots of great things and conquer the world and change lives and a lot of that good stuff. And uh, We make the resolution, but then by February, by the middle of February, uh, we just don't want to stick with it anymore. Something about it just isn't working, and so we bail on the resolution, and it doesn't quite stick. It doesn't make it through the entire year. So in this episode, we're going to talk about creating resolutions that stick, resolutions you'll actually stick with and can actually pull off and uh, make attainable in your life. And so we're going to talk about that today on the show. But first, I want to start with a new segment, I guess, that I'd like to introduce into the show, uh, simply called What's Up With Stan. All right, so in this segment of the show, what I want to do is just share a little bit of information about me and what's going on in my world to hopefully give those of you who are listening just a quick glimpse into uh, into my life and my world and uh, kind of the stuff that I'm doing. And so this segment will cover everything from my thoughts on what's happening in the world or what's going on at our church or information about my family, just things that are going on, stuff that's happening. And so I just want to give you a little glimpse into Stan's world and probably potentially scare all of you away. But uh, hopefully that won't happen. So we're just going to start. Uh, I just want to start with a story real quick for you guys, something I'm excited about here in the near future. So uh, as you all know, uh, it is Christmas time. And uh, as of this recording, Christmas is still upcoming. But what happens every year at Christmas is my wife makes a dessert, a Christmas dessert. And I, I think this kind of got passed along in my family, but my wife is carrying on the tradition. My wife makes these Christmas wreaths. And basically what they are is they're basically Rice Krispie treats, but they are made with cornflakes and then shaped into circles like a Christmas wreath. And uh, she puts the green food coloring in them, so they've got that that green kind of tone to them. And then we decorate them with some sprinkles or the little cinnamon candies or the whatever it is that we put on the Christmas wreaths. But every single Christmas, one of the things I look forward to the most of all of our family traditions, of all of the fun little things we do, I look forward to the Christmas wreaths so much. And and I'm not trying to be like anti-spiritual and take away from, you know, baby Jesus and all of that. But man, there's just something so delicious about these Christmas wreaths. I'm telling you guys, they are so good. If you've ever had anything like them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I cannot wait to sink my teeth into some Christmas wreaths. And that's what's up with Stan. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our topic for the day, resolutions that stick. 
Uh, with Christmas obviously here, that means New Year. Uh, the New Year's right around the corner, and a lot of us make New Year's resolutions. Now, everybody's got something different, maybe even unique, uh, that they have for themselves, uh, but a lot of the ones tend to be roughly the same. Things like, uh, I resolve this year to quit smoking, I'm going to drop some weight, I'm going to eat healthier. Uh, one of the most popular New Year's resolution in 2016 was to uh, live a live life to the fullest. Now, while that is extremely subjective to the individual person, that was the top resolution uh, for 2016. So everyone has something that they like to do. Maybe it's to be more productive at work. Don't laugh and don't lose me there, but that might be your resolution. I want to be more productive at work. I want to be a better parent. I resolve this year to lose that weight. I resolve this year to run a marathon. I resolve whatever the resolution is. We a lot of us will have them. We we will all have one. Um, I am going to resolve to try to podcast more, and I'm going to leave it completely vague like that because it leaves me the open door for excuses later. <laughs> uh, so um, we all make resolutions, or a lot of us make resolutions, but the difficulty is is getting the resolutions to stick beyond. January or February. And I think one of the reasons why resolutions don't stick very well, uh, at least in our society and in what I see, I think one of the reasons that they don't stick very well is because we dream up really big resolutions and that's awesome and that's great, but we don't actually put the things into place, the actionable items, so to speak, the plans, the goals, the strategies, all that stuff to actually go out and make it an achievable goal, an achievable resolution. So the resolutions end up sounding really good in theory, but practically speaking on a daily basis, we are in no position to actually achieve them um, simply because we don't have the plans in place to do it. Um, And so I wanted to talk through just some of my thoughts and ideas for you on creating some New Year's resolutions coming up this year uh, that will actually stick with you through the year. Uh, The the first thing that I think about when I think about resolutions that stick is simply accountability. Um, One of the things that we often do is we make these big resolutions and then we go about it and we try to do it on our own. And and that kind of lone wolf, lone ranger kind of mentality uh, often doesn't work. So if you set a goal or a resolution to, uh, let's say, run a marathon this year, but you're not running at all, one of the ways that you will find that that resolution will actually stick and that you'll actually achieve that resolution sometime in the upcoming year is if you find a friend or somebody that you know who is also trying to run a marathon in the upcoming year, if you partner with that person and say, hey, one of my resolutions is to run a marathon this year also, will you train with me? Will you help me? Can, we, can you keep me accountable? Will you check in with me? That sense of accountability helps you to stick with something because you know somebody's going to be calling you or texting you or knocking on your door and kind of bugging you a little bit about it. But there's something about working on a project like that together, moving towards something together, um, that makes it actually stick a little bit more. 
Um, so one of the things that I've done in my church coming out of this uh, 2016 year is I uh, kind of set a course. I cast a vision for what was coming in 2017. And one of the things that I said to my team was, I can't do this. Like I, I am physically incapable of pulling this off myself. What I need is I need all of you with me. I, this needs to be a team effort. Can you guys be, can you keep me accountable to this? Can we hold each other accountable to this is where we're going? And we may not necessarily be successful in the first two months of the year, but we'll take those strides forward. And if we do it together, have that kind of mutual accountability, um, we are going to be able to be, uh, much more successful, I think, in the long run, as opposed to me just trying to do a bunch of things on my own. So the first thing I think is you have to have accountability. You need to work together on the project with some with someone. Uh, one of the other things I think about is simply um, it's simply bite-sized goals. So your your resolution, let's say, is really big. Let's say you want to lose 50 pounds or you want to lose 100 pounds or whatever it is. Like you've got this kind of big, hairy, audacious goal as the BHAGs are put, right? The big, hairy, audacious goal. You're going to do this really big thing. What, what I believe that you need to do to make that stick and to not kind of uh, burn out by the end of January or February is to break that down into a bite-sized goal. So if you want to lose 50 pounds by the end of 2017, don't beat yourself up if you haven't reached 50 pounds by the end of January, for instance. Break that down into a smaller goal. Like, okay, in the month of January, I'm, I'm going to cut back on fast food this way. Uh, I'm going to put this into kind of a, a manageable goal, a manageable action. I, in January, I'm going to cut back my soda intake by 50%. And then in February, I'm going to cut that back all the way. Like you're taking a step toward it. It's a bite-sized goal. So at the end of January, I'd really like to have seen myself make progress and lose 10 of those pounds or eight of those pounds. Uh, and then by the end of February, I'd love to see that number up to 16 or 20. And you make these kind of bite-sized goals so that you can actually see the progress uh, going forward, that, that, that you see the progress going forward. And so that, that kind of rolls into number three for me, which is to make a plan. Um, you are going to make it through to December if you build a plan for uh, for these resolutions that stick, if you include in that plan these bite-sized chunks along the way, these two kind of work. Uh, they they work hand in hand. But your plan can't be. I'm going to wake up January one after gorging on food since Halloween and eating a bunch of junk and and terrible. Uh, calorie intake and all this horrible stuff. And January 1, you know, I'm going to just strip all that away. I'm going cold turkey to a whole 30 approach of food. And I'm, you know, if you do that kind of a thing, by the end of January, you're going to hate the plan. Uh, or most likely, I would hate the plan. I, I would burn out on something like that. Uh, so create a plan that gives you some bite sized goals. By the end of January, I just would love to see the progress of being down. 10 pounds, I'm going to do that by, I'm going to cut out uh, soda, 50% less soda intake in the month of January, 75% uh, less in the month of February, whatever those numbers are for you, create the plan and the bite-sized goals that go along with it. And if you can begin to build that into your year calendar, you may see that you are way ahead 
And you may be at that 50-pound weight loss or 100-pound weight loss, say, by June or July or whatever the, the month is. And you may be way ahead of schedule. But if you just leave this big, hairy, audacious goal out there, this resolution, but there's no plan and no bite-sized goal to get there, uh, I think those resolutions are the ones that are least likely uh, to actually stick with you through the year. Uh, so those are the first three. A couple others that I think about as well. Um, this one kind of goes along um, with the with the bite-sized goals and the making a plan. Uh, let's say your bite-sized goal by the end of January, we'll go back to the weight loss thing because it's kind of a, a simple one to, to use as an illustration. Let's say your bite-sized goal by the end of January is to, to be down 10 pounds. Okay, that's the goal. You have your plan in place. I'm going to eat a little bit better this way. I'm going to cut back on soda this way. I'm going to do, I'm going to walk 5,000 steps a day, um, you know, those kinds of, of plans in place and those goals, you have all that in, the, in place. By the end of January, you get on that scale and let's say you've lost the 10 pounds you set out to lose. Now your year goal of 50 pounds, you're down to only 40 more to go for the rest of the year. And that's great. Congrats to you if you've made it this far. That's awesome. This is what you need to do at the end of January. You need to celebrate the win along the way. You must celebrate. It, it is a crucial part of seeing the progress and kind of uh, celebrating and rewarding your effort. And when you celebrate the win along the way, it makes you want to go to the next thing. So here's how you might do it. You might say, hey, at the end of January, if I've reached my goal, I'm not going to I'm not going to um, just totally blow out my diet, but I am going to go to a really nice dinner. I can still eat healthy, but maybe your reward at the end of January is to go to a really nice dinner, eat, eat at a really good steakhouse or if you're vegan uh or whatever, eat whatever it is vegans eat. Uh okay, that was that was supposed to be a joke. Uh so celebrate the win along the way. At the end of January, go out to dinner, go out to a nice place to eat and celebrate what you've accomplished. Make it a big deal. And maybe Part of the celebration along the way for you is to say, hey, I've, I've reached the 25-pound goal. I've reached uh, the 50-pound goal. Along the way, set markers and celebrate. Uh, celebrate with your spouse. Celebrate with your family. Celebrate with friends. Celebrate with the people, the, the person maybe that you're uh, working on this goal with uh, who's also losing weight and maybe preparing for a 5K or a, a half marathon or a marathon. Uh, celebrate with those people that you're being in accountability with. Go out to dinner with them. Celebrate. Throw a small party at your at your house. Celebrate along the way because that's going to give you the incentive to go, I can do this another month. I can do this. And at the end of the next month, maybe the party's a little bit bigger. Or maybe it's more of a, a small weekend getaway and you rent a cabin and you get out for the weekend and you and you make a have a bigger incentive, a bigger reward to keep going. And maybe at the end of it all, by the time you've lost the 50 pounds and you've run your marathon or you've quit smoking or you've done whatever it is that you have set out to resolve to do, maybe at the end of the year you have been uh, preparing or setting aside funds or whatever and you decide to do something big. Maybe it's a, a big vacation or a cruise or a trip to an amusement park or something big where you celebrate your accomplishment throughout the year. But I, I don't know, I, I, I don't think it's very easy to get to those points if you don't celebrate the win 
along the way. And so take time to celebrate, have fun, um, enjoy the journey. Don't don't just make it all about rigid rules. And once you if you mess up, then uh, then it's over and it's toast, and you've totally blown it, and you need to give up. Don't do that. Just celebrate the little wins along the way and watch those progress into really big wins and celebrate bigger and better as the year goes on. That will continue to give you the incentive moving forward. Um, and then the last thing I want to suggest to you is simply to focus on 1% improvements. Uh, you may, again, like I said, you may not be able to drop 50 pounds in a month and be running a, a marathon by February, but you can do something the first week of January to, to get closer. You can eat just a little bit better that week. You can take the steps forward. You can join the class. You can get into a running group. You can buy the right shoes. Uh, you can shop uh, for your groceries a little bit differently. Um, when you cut back on the soda, that maybe that's your one percent improvement. I'm cutting back on soda this week. I'm taking that out of my out of my diet. Uh, I'm cutting back on the carbs or whatever it is that you are going to do. Focus on a one percent improvement. Yeah, I'm not going to lose fifty pounds maybe in January and I'm not going to be running a marathon necessarily by February, and maybe I'm not even going to be able to be fully done smoking yet, but maybe there's a 1% improvement this week I can make. What's, what's just 1% better that I can do to get me closer to achieving my goals and then ultimately achieving that New Year's resolution that I have set for myself. Um, all right, guys. So those are the, my thoughts on resolutions that stick. You've got to have accountability. You've got to have that plan. You've got to have some bite-sized goals. You've got to celebrate along the way. And, uh, and you've got to focus on some 1% improvements so you don't fry yourself uh, trying to accomplish the big bad thing on day one. What's the 1% thing you can do just a little bit better? All right, so those are some of the things that I thought about when I was saying, hey, what are resolutions that really stick? How do we get through a year and actually stick with the New Year's resolutions? Those were five things that came to mind for me. I'd love to hear from you. What resolutions have stuck for you in the past? How did you make them stick? Um, what were the things that you did? Maybe there's some things you have thought of that uh, that I did not and didn't include in this episode, uh, but would love to hear from you if you did. So feel free to send me a tweet uh, or shoot me an email from my website, uh, contact me on Facebook, whatever it is, but I'd love to hear from you. Uh, how do you make New Year's resolutions stick in your life? All right, guys, thanks so much uh, for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm looking forward to a great uh, new year in 2017. I can't believe it's already here. Uh, feel free going into the new year. I would love it if you would help me spread the word about the podcast. Share away on Facebook and Twitter, uh, all those fun places. Uh, so feel free to do that. Would love for you to do that. Would make my day. Uh, and then feel free as well. Uh, hit me up on uh, my website. Would love to hear from you if there's a topic you'd love to hear discussed on the show. Uh, definitely reach out to me and say, hey, Stan, hit this topic. I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on this or I've got this question. Uh, so hit me up in 2017 and let's keep this conversation going. All right, thanks so much for listening, influencers. I appreciate it, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Stay and Rada podcast.